So a few days ago, on the 8th of December, uh, we spoke about grace being brought down by those who lay their lives down. So that grace is brought into our families or into our parishes, into our church, by those who lay their lives down. Uh, it's, again, one of those beautiful teachings that's very, very easy to say and not so easy to live. But a lady actually sent me an email um, two or three days ago just saying, thank you for the homily. What do you mean? What does it mean? What does it mean to lay your life down? So I thought that's actually a good question. Uh, and forgive me for not being practical, for being practical enough on the 8th of December when I should have maybe clarified it all in the one go. But it's a, it's a, it is a good, a good thing to tease out maybe separately. I mean, if someone asks you, what, what does that mean? What does it mean to lay your life down? What does it mean to lay your life down? Again, it's, it's, it, it sounds poetic or it sounds very noble. I mean, the idea in theory sounds, uh, sounds fine, maybe sounds easy, definitely sounds like a good thing to do. In practice, what on earth does it mean to lay your life down? Just as, as I was thinking about and praying about it, three things came to mind. Uh, if we're going to lay our lives down, the first thing that has to go is our Pride. Pride. Which is a good thing to go anyway because that's a sin. So it's good to get rid of that one. Uh, so I think the, the, the way, how, how do we know if something is, if, if the motivation behind a certain action is pride? I think it's interesting that like the enemy, Satan himself, is uh, the antithesis of everything that we should do. Whatever he does, we should do the opposite, basically. And what caused his fall was to say that he will not serve. I will not serve. This is, this is his pride, you know, to not humble himself before a God who would take on a nature, a human nature, a nature therefore inferior to his. I will not serve. So if I'm going to lay my life down, then I should serve. If I want to lay my life down for people, then I should start by saying, yep, I'll, I'll get the wood for the fire. Uh, I'll clean that big dirty saucepan that has the, 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 the sauce welded into it, you know, I'll, I'll clean it. Uh, I'll, whatever, whatever, whatever the, the ugly jobs, the hard jobs, you know, I'll, I'll feed the chickens or I'll take the eggs out from under that, that savage ninja chicken who can just get her head around any kind of an obstacle you put in, you know. I'll do the hard jobs. Why? Because I will serve. It's the opposite to pride. Pride says, I will not serve, and, and humility says, I will serve. I will serve because I want to lay my life down. And I, I can't lay my life down in the big things. I will never lay my life down in the big things if I don't lay my life down in the small things. Do you know, if you, if you can't renounce an ice cream, if you can't renounce two minutes of your, of your time for love of someone else, there's no way you're going to suddenly discover that you're, you're the hero in a crisis situation. No. You learned how to be a hero by getting the bucket of wood. That, that's uh, by filling up. We, we used to have this, because I remember when we, we, we were children, we used to have this, uh, the turf bucket, and we'd have to go out from the, the house out to the shed and fill the turf bucket. And no one ever wanted to fill the turf bucket, you know, because it was mouldy and it was, you know, it's, it's wet outside and it's cold, and you'd drag this bucket along and then fill it with turf and come back in. Everyone was like to have the fire. Everyone wanted the fire lit, you know? Everyone wanted the heat of the fire, but no one wants to go get the turf. Uh, but that's, that's where we learn these things. I lay my life down, hence I learn to serve. 
I learned to serve, hence I learned to lay my life down. It's the opposite to pride. Second thing, if I'm going to lay my life down, it's, 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 a, kind of, it's a broad idea. If I'm going to lay my life down, that means very often renouncing my own will. So the first thing is that in order to, to lay my life down, I have to lay down my pride and be willing to serve. Second thing is to be willing to lay down my will. Because uh, sometimes you, you, your pride, pride is a sin which has to be laid down anyway. Sometimes your will might actually be good. What you wish to do might be good. But in order to lay your life down, you may have to sacrifice that in favor of something else. Especially, of course, in marriage where your desire to do something, you might have a, a great desire, the desire to watch a movie, the desire to have a, 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 an easy evening, a light evening, the desire to go to a match on a weekend, the desire to go meet friends, the desire to go for a walk, any of these things in and of themselves, good desires, not a problem. If, though, your other half has been flat out, absolutely exhausted, recovering from a cold or a flu, or whatever it is, and they're tired and they're wrecked, maybe you have to renounce your will and renounce that good thing in favour of what your spouse needs. So you're, you're renouncing your will. This is laying your life down. In a, in a religious uh, circumstance, this is something that always has to be balanced, of course, but uh, seeing, putting the other's needs above our own. We say it in, in our, our Holy Family Prayer. I see what the other person needs and that trumps what I need. Why? Because I'm here to serve. That's how I learned to lay my life down. It's also how I, le- how I learned to love. It's also how I learned to become a saint. It's all, they're all tied in together. Learn to love, learn to be a saint, learn to lay your life down. It's all, they're all very much on the same direction. Okay. So, learn to lay our life down means laying down our pride, laying down our will, very often. And finally, laying down our time. I think this is a very concrete way of looking at what I do with the, with the gift of the 24 hours of each day. How much of that time is dedicated to others and how much is for me? Again, that's why it's, it's amazing how, see, our, our vocation, whatever our vocation is, is our particular path towards heaven. It, it, like, it's not that uh, if you're religious, you have a kind of an easier path or a, a quicker path to heaven and if you're, than if you're, if you're married or if you're single. No. Religious life is supposed to sanctify me and get me to heaven. Married life is going to sanctify most of you and with the help of God get you to heaven. Single life can also sanctify the single person and get them to heaven. So in, in, in marriage, which will be most of your vocations, how, do I, how would we use our time? How much of it is for me and how much of it is for the needs of those around me. So we can see we're kind of thinking of will and time. My will and what I do with my time. Say for example, you know, you've got a, a young son or a young daughter and on the weekends like you're absolutely wrecked from your week at work and your son or your daughter, you can tell, you just know they would just, it would mean the world to them just to go out for a few kicks of a football or just go for a walk or a few pucks, as we'd say in this part of the world, which means you know, hitting a hurley and a slit around the place. Um, you would, you, they'd love it. But your will might say, yeah, but I, I, I just want to go for a few pints with the lads. 
or I just want to catch up on, you know, watch a couple of football games, or whatever it may be. And again, legitimate time off, you are entitled to it. But maybe in those situations, in those circumstances, your time is better used, given to those who need you. And this is how you lay your life down. My brother over in England, um, this was happening, this had been happening for a couple of months before I heard about it, but uh, his wife works, so she, she works in a university, so obviously her, her hours are university hours, uh, so whatever, nine to four or five-ish, and uh, she, was, she was working in the university. Uh, he's a radiographer, a qualified radiographer, so it's a good qualification. Um, but he decided, after they'd had their second child, that, that he'd stay home, let, uh, not let, but they had agreed that, that uh, his wife would work. But then when she would come home, then she'd take care of the kids and whatever, the, the meals and the beds and the washes and the whole lot. And, uh, and then, 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 when everyone was gone to bed, then he would go out to work and clean offices. I was actually almost brought to tears by when, when I heard that, like my, my brother being so absolutely virtuous. He laid his life down so that his wife could work, the kids would always have someone to take care of them, and then when everyone else was gone to bed and asleep, out he'd go to work and clean offices and clean off half-eaten donuts off tables and empty bins and clean toilets as a qualified radiographer because that's what his family needed. That's laying your life down. That's it. Like it's, it's not in the big miraculous things. It's not. It's in the daily things that then prepare you for the miraculous. Think about Maximilian Kolbe. He didn't become a saint in Auschwitz. He was a saint long before Auschwitz. But Auschwitz was the opportunity to prove that even in these dire circumstances, he still will not let go of his faith. And in, in, the, star, in the starvation bunker... There he is praying and singing with those who are dying along beside him. So much so that normally this place of, of horror, this place of, of, of blasphemy, this place of just screams and groans of death becomes a chapel because this man had lived a life of sanctity before, those, before that occasion. He had already been sanctified by his daily yeses. He had laid down his life by laying down his pride by laying down his will and by laying down his time. And he put them all at the service of God, all at the service of those who needed him. So laying down our lives, it's, it begins with the turf bucket. It begins with toilet cleaning. It begins with kitchen cleaning. It begins with service out of love. With service out of love. So we ask the Lord today, to show us as individuals where each one of us can grow in this school of laying our lives down out of love for the other. Lord, we do not live for ourselves. We do not live to serve our own needs. We live to serve you. We live to serve our neighbor. We live to lay our lives down out of love. Amen.
Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us uh, for these homilies on the internet, wherever you are watching us. Uh, it's a great honour and privilege that you would join us uh, on such a regular basis to share in our life here in Holy Family Mission. We're now eight years on the go, and then we've had the privilege of welcoming over 90 young people to take part in our year-long faith formation programme. Uh, and all of that is possible due to your donations, your support, your help and your prayers. So we're greatly, greatly appreciative of all that has been done here, uh, also through your support and your efforts. Uh, this is our fundraising Christmas appeal time of the year as well. So if any of you can or would like to support us, uh, we would be delighted if you could do so. We, maybe I shouldn't be saying all of this, but we uh, uh, charge our young people €4,000 a year to be here. It costs in our around €10,000. We subsidise the price then by running retreats here and by fundraising. That's how, that's how we, we work. So uh, thank you so much for all <coughs> that you can do to further the mission of Holy Family Mission, that we can continue to renew, reinvigorate and revive the faith here in this country and indeed abroad. God bless you.